Hello, everybody. Hello. Again, 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 we're honored to have with us a man of men, a real American patriot, something, you know, that doesn't exist in the masses anymore, just that I, just this irate, tireless minority. Uh, myself, Judge Andrew Napolitano, Scott Ritter, Douglas McGregor, and others, you know, a small group of people, a couple of thousand of us compared to the hundreds of thousands on the other side in the media that just keep feeding you crap. And uh, the judge uh, really knows what he's talking about when it comes to our constitutional rights, our Bill of Rights, and the loss of our Declaration of Independence, and it just keeps getting worse. And the judge has a current article out that's coming tomorrow that says more about it, how bad it's getting. Judge, thanks for being here today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Gerald. Thank you again for your very generous introduction. Well, no, it's, people it's, that watch us should know that the two of us are best friends. Yeah, but it still puts goosebumps on my arms when you say those things about me. <laughs> well, it's so true. And as everybody knows, you know, I've been I was the first to say, you know, going back, you know, back to um, November, December of last year, that the best presidential ticket would be RFK Jr. for president and Judge Andrew Napolitano for vice president. And um and you know me, I'm, I'm a man of facts and, and I put out a magazine with only facts in it. And the fact is that when it comes to the constitution and the bill of rights and what you know about it, what you've taught about it. And as a, a judge, there's nobody that could come close to you. So I'm very honored not only to be your friend, but to have you on talking to the people to do what we can to change the course of action. You know, before we go into what you wrote about, there was a, uh, we had a peace rally, Humanity for Peace in uh, New York City. I, I wish I could have been there. I was away for the weekend. And, and um, last week, not that many people showed up. It was a great, Scott Ritter was there. It was a number of people. It was great speakers. But it was so sad to see how few people <clears throat> turned out. But here's a couple of things. One, the crowd was diverse. Young, old, white, black, Asian, male, female, <clears throat> great variety of people. And I kept resonating in my mind what you said last week when you were talking about how they're robbing us of our freedom and how they keep taking us to wars and how few people resist. And you said, where are the people? You said words to that effect. Where are the people? Where are the people? And, and it just kept resonating with me. And I keep thinking, where are the people? As I said during the rally, you know, where, where, where were all those Quakers? Were they dying an earthquake? Where are the Seventh-day Adventists? They waited for the eighth day? You know, where are the Mormons? Where are the Catholics? Where are the Jews? Where are the Muslims? Where are all the religions? In, the, in American, in all the currencies in the United States, the printed currencies, they say, in God we trust. What God are you talking about? What God are you talking about? What God supports murderous wars? Oh, and by the way, just before he came on the air, the news is out. Biden's asking for more money and more weapons to send to Ukraine. Well, I thought Mrs. Pelosi had taken care of that back when the Democrats controlled the House. They gave him a blank check for $113 billion. We don't know how much of it he spent. Independent calculations say as much as $68 billion. 
the Defense Department, the Pentagon, which twice has revised its numbers by $3 billion, says he's only spent $48 billion. But whatever it is, he should be he should be golden till Election Day uh, 2024. He's got another $50 billion to spend. He's going to ask for more money. Yep. Sadly, he'll probably get it. Oh, yeah. The, the it, War it, Party, which is, you know, 95% of, uh, of Congress, they'll give it to him. Yep. So what in God we trust? What God are they talking about? I think it's just become a, it's become a second. Man. What God are they talking about? It's become a secular moniker. It doesn't it doesn't require, refer to God the Father or Yahweh. It's just a, um, a secular historic phrase that is essentially meaningless in the in the culture or in the morality uh, of the United States. Uh, yep. I wrote a, a piece. You and I talked about it maybe a year and a half ago called Why Do Presidents Kill? The short answer is because they can, yeah. because it makes them look uh, macho and like a hero. Uh, why Why did Biden blow people away with a, with a drone? Why did Trump uh, assassinate a, a peaceful Iranian general who was talking about peace with Iraq on his way to lunch in Iraq, an, an ally of the United States, blow him away? With a drone, why? Why did Obama blow away two Americans uh, in Yemen uh, with a drone? Because they can get away with it, and it gives them a feeling of having accomplished something, and they can boast about it, and they can expand their power. They don't consider the horrific damage people are dead, the damage to the Constitution. The president gets away with something on Monday; it's easier to do on Tuesday. The fabric of our law. Well, the president has the power to kill. Look at what his predecessors did. They don't realize the horrific harm that comes about from them uh, exceeding the bounds of the Constitution. We don't have a Constitution anymore. I mean, it exists in name only. It exists formally, but not functionally. We don't have a Constitution anymore. And again, you know, what you, the things that you said about these guys, they're murderers. Yes, but, but they you, are. But they're, but they're presidents, so they could be murderers. And, um, you know, it, it's OK. Again, as we said, they're the, they're the Republicans and the Democrats, they're the blood, blood, crips and the bloods, they're murderers and thieves. The mob, the mob probably looks up to them because they can get away with more than they can. I mean, really, we're talking about evil people. This is demonic evilness that when you have you think you have the right to kill anybody that you want and people accept this. If you or I did it, why those murderous bastards? Why, how dare they kill people? Only I could kill people. I am the president of the United States. I could kill whoever I want, wherever I want, whenever I want. And I'm sane. I'm not demonic. I'm not evil. We have evil demonic people. What you yes. are expressing about these people is evil and demonic. Yes, there's no question about it. And uh, and and what you have said, they have done, and they do it in secret. You know, when Barack Obama uh, killed Anwar Awlaki and his son, uh, uh, the father was born in New Mexico. The son was born in Virginia. They were sitting at an outdoor cafe in Yemen, and they were vaporized like that. Uh, and uh, Eric Holder, I may have uh, said this on your show, I don't remember, Eric Holder had prepared 
a uh, legal memo uh, justifying the killing. And somehow the memo was leaked to NBC and then somebody at NBC sent it to Fox and I looked at it and I went on air and explained it. The memo was based on the right of the police to shoot at bank robbers when bank robbers are shooting at them. What? What does that have to do with killing somebody who's innocently walking down the street? That would have flunked a first-year law school class. That's how pedestrian, unsophisticated, and inept this uh, legal theory was by which Obama killed people. Trump used the same theory. uh, Biden used uh, the same theory. Unless people are prosecuted when they violate the Constitution, like the FBI spying using illegal software, the FBI spying on foreigners and then, and then on the Americans to whom the foreign persons speak, unless there's a consequence to this, the government will keep doing it. Yep. Yeah, it's sad. And again, you know, you, you make a show us in so many different ways that we've lost our rights and and you have an article that's coming out tomorrow. Again, yeah, the, the headline of this is, uh, is 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 just ridiculous to show how stupid this whole thing is. The FBI unwittingly investigates itself. The, the FBI. <laughs> I mean, you can't, now, you can't make this up. Before we go into this, the FBI, and we I say this over and over again. Tell me the great things that the FBI has done. In our entire lifetime. Tell me one thing. I can't. I can tell you about the stings they've done. I can tell you about the innocent people uh, they've entrapped. I can tell you about the tens of millions of Americans on whom they've spied. I can tell you about their regular, consistent, systematic violation uh, of the Constitution. Do you know, by the way, they just uh, pardon these guys that they uh, from Newburgh. Do you know about that one? That no. the FBI sent this guy to, uh, oh, what, what was it about? It wasn't 9-11. It was something else that they were going to do. Anyway, these poor guys in in in, in Oh, in yes, I did read about that. They were in jail for 20 years, and then a judge uh, accepted evidence that uh, the FBI destroyed their rights, held back evidence against them from their uh, defense counsel, and he set them free. Yeah, but not only that, they sent this murderous guy there to go talk these guys into doing it. Correct. Well, that's what they do. They love to find uh, a loner, a lone wolf, a person disenchanted with society, uh, and that either one of them undercover or somebody that they're uh, prosecuting, doing favors for them uh, undercover, talks the loner into doing something evil. And then they'll give him a barrel of a talcum powder and tell him it's explosives. And he, as he's about to light the talcum powder, 50 of them will swoop in with cameras and arrest yeah. him and then claim that they saved the subways. The subways, of course, were never in danger. It was just talcum yeah. powder. The whole thing was a setup. Yeah. How do they decide who to trigger like that? Well, whoever it is, those guys go away for a long time. If, but crime is defined as harm. No one was harmed by that except us. Because our tax dollars and our resources were used for it and our constitution was crushed and our National Police Department, the Federal Bureau of uh, Investigation, is out creating crime to make themselves look like heroes. Well, you ended by your article by saying that um, today's FBI is effectively a domestic spying operation 
nowhere authorized in the Constitution. It should be defunded and disbanded. Yes. Yes. I mean, the article is about the FBI getting wind uh, of the use of illegal software, and it takes them six months to uh, figure out who's using it, and it was them. So <laughs> management didn't know that the guys and the girls in the field uh, were using this. Uh, it was imported by an importer who had been forbidden to import it. It was imported from a manufacturer who's on the Commerce Department blacklist because this Israeli manufacturer called NSO creates spyware that lets the FBI enter your um, mobile phone or your desktop uh, on a process called zero click where they don't have to trick you into clicking onto a um, onto a link. One of the few good things that Joe Biden did when he was told about zero click, he banned it. He asked the authority to do that. Uh, and so the FBI bought zero click from another manufacturer and then uh, Biden banned it from that other manufacturer. And then the FBI's zero click importer, the guy that runs the warehouse where they store this zero click stuff, imported more of this and leased it to the FBI and they used it. And then they took the six month investigation and figured out who was using it. And it was they themselves. You can't make this up. It's the gang that couldn't shoot straight to Chris Ray's credit when he learned about this. He banned all of it. But this is the third time it's been banned. Why? It's so tempting. It's so easy to spy. You don't need to get probable cause. You don't need to get an assistant U.S. attorney. You don't have to make an appointment with a judge. You don't have to persuade the judge to sign the search warrant. You don't have to wait for the search warrant to be processed. You just click right onto your target's phone and bingo, you got everything you need about them. The Fourth Amendment be damned. Worry about the Fourth Amendment later. That's what they're taught. You're right here. The Fourth Amendment contains some of the most precious language of the Constitution, as it was written intentionally to thwart the rapturous appetite of governments to snoop, which the British did to the colonists using general warrants. General warrants were not based on probable cause of crime and lacked all specificity. Rather, they were based on government needs, a, totalita a totalitarian standard, because whatever the government wants, it will claim it needs. And they authorized the bearer to search wherever he wished and seize whatever he founds, whatever they found, he found. So we became them. What we have become them. And the general warrants were issued by a secret court. Secret court in London, 1766. Secret Court in Washington, D.C., 2023, FISA. General Court uh, in London, seize, search where you want, seize what you find. General Warrant uh, out of FISA. One FISA uh, search warrant authorized surveillance of all Verizon customers. At the time, that was 115 million <laughs> of them. And the Constitution requires specifically describing the place to be searched and the person or thing to be seized. They have cut holes in the Constitution, and the people that we have elected to preserve the Constitution have subverted it, and we keep reelecting them. Yep. Again, it goes back to the rallies. How many people turn out for peace? I mean, where are the we, people? We have, it, it just to me that we're we're at the end if we don't change it. And again, you're doing what you can do. I do what I can do. And Ritter and McGregor. And by the way. You have Scott Ritter and, and uh, McGregor on quite frequently on a show that everybody should go to. 
and that's judging freedom. And the, the guests that you have are phenomenal. So make sure you go to the YouTube and, 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 and go to judging freedom. You know, you Gerald, had- I've been a constitutional scholar uh, for 40 years. I never thought I would become the central focus of um, anti-war, anti-American aid to Ukraine. Uh, but the ex-intelligence uh, community folks that I have on, Bill Giraldi, good friend of yours, uh, the ex-military guys I have on, Colonel McGregor uh, and Scott Ritter, have zoomed in uh, popularity, as has uh, the podcast, because they can't get on mainstream media. Unlike the Vietnam War, where the press challenged the government, now the press is pliant and doing the government's bidding. So it's independent places like your website, your website, Trends Journal, your podcast, my podcast, where these guys come and liberty-loving people flock to us. Tell us about what McGregor and Ritter are saying about what's going on in Ukraine. The uh, government is finally recognizing that it overestimated uh, Ukraine militarily and politically and culturally because it's so corrupt and that it underestimated uh, Putin. Last week, uh, the Russians uh, inflicted had 9,000 separate attacks uh, on Ukraine. Uh, The Russians have built three lines of defenses at the outer perimeter of the battlefield. Three. Ukrainians haven't even approached, much less breached, the first of those three. They're nowhere near it. So the so-called spring offensive's gone. The summer offensive uh, is gone. Uh, All they're doing is sending drones at Moscow banks at four in the morning. That's just a pinprick. The damage is cleaned up by the time the bank opens the next day. It's only a matter of time before Zelensky's living in his villa outside of Paris or his villa in Miami Beach. (laughs) Yeah. We said don't count on the counteroffensive several months ago when it began in June. And now look at the headlines of this is from Monday's Wall Street Journal. You see that? Ukraine's bid to retake Bakhmut falters. Yes, I'm surprised the journal is You're ready? publishing the headline, even though a lot of those guys are my friends. You know, they're in the same building as Fox. They have the same bosses, ultimately, uh, as Fox. They've been mouthing the, the CIA and MI6 line. For 16 months, but you, you know, you you deny reality. You, you have to confront the consequences of denying reality. Now they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. No, no. They don't confront the consequences. They just keep BSing. Here, this is from CNN. Same day. Western allies receive increasingly sobering, in quote, updates on Ukraine's counteroffensive. Quote: This is the most difficult time of the war. Now they're starting to admit it, but here is an art. This is from Monday's toilet paper record. They call themselves the paper record, the New York Times, by an arrogant guy by the name of Roger Cohen. Desire behind Putin's war. You ready? Wider conflict with West. That's the last thing Putin wants is a wider conflict with the West. 
Putin does not want to attack the West. He does not want to subjugate Ukraine. He just wants Western missiles out of there, just like we would want Western uh, Chinese missiles out of out of Mexico. It's the same principle. Now, again, only one side, and then the very important. They never covered the Afghan war like they cover the Ukraine war. They never covered the Iraq wars like they cover the Ukraine war day after day. This guy is a low-life piece of scum. And I would call that to his face. I want to read to you some of his comments. I spent a month in Russia, a country almost as large as the United States and Canada combined. Searching for clues, you ready? That might explain its nationalist lurch into an unprovoked war. Unprovoked. Unprovoked. I guess he for, I guess he forgot the coup in 2014. I guess he forgot the Minsk agreement in 2015. Ah. Look, look at this. You ready? Page after page. After page. Yeah. Look, look, look. How come, yeah. hey, slime ball, where the hell were you with Iraq? Oh, I know, you were an embedded reporter, embedded, in bed with the clowns. You're not a man, you're a prostitute. You are not a journalist. Here, I'm going to read you some more of his propaganda that I couldn't go on reading anymore. I first visited Moscow four decades ago when it was a city devoid of primary colors eking out existence in the punery of communism. Gazing at Moscow today, it is possible to discern why Mr. Putin earned so much respect from his countrymen. He opened Russia, you ready? Only to slam it shut to the West. <sighs> no, no. Hey, 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 boy. He didn't shut it to the West. Oh, you forgot the guy Biden that you suck up to that put sanctions? We're going to punish Putin. Oh, you forgot of all of NATO that put sanctions on Russia. Oh, you forgot about all the companies from Starbucks to McDonald's to everybody that pulled out of Russia? No, no, no. Putin didn't shut it down, liar. You're a liar. And then he goes on. The criminology of the Cold War has been replaced by the equally arduous pursuit of trying to penetrate the utter capacity of the Kremlin to read the mind of a new czar. Now Putin, Mr. Putin, now in that, in the autumn of his rule. He goes on, I mean, it's just, he goes you know, on. I have, I have to give you credit. You have a stronger stomach than I do. I couldn't, I couldn't sit down and read it either to myself or aloud as you're doing now. It's repellent. It's yep. not news. 
it's uh, it's the one-sided warped uh, opinion of MI6 and CIA coming out of the mouth of a New York Times uh, reporter. Putinism is a postmodern compilation of contradictions. It combines mawkish, this is his language, Soviet nostalgia with mafia capitalism, devotion to the Orthodox Church with the spread of broken families, ferocious attacks on a unipolar American world with revived Russian imperialist aggression, all held together by the ruthless suppression of dissent, voices and recourse to violence when necessary. Oh, suppression of dissent? Anything that you don't believe that the government is shoving down your throat is misinformation. And we will take it down from the public airwaves like we did to RFK Jr. Yeah. This is disgusting. I couldn't read anymore. There are page after page after page of propaganda, and this is what the people swallow. I'll bet there's not one person that read this whole article. I couldn't get through it. That's why I said you're a stronger man than I. You have a stronger stomach than I do. And that's what the media has become. It's nothing more than a propaganda outlet. And that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal. Correct. Because if you are among the people that love the New York Times, then, you, of course, you despise freedom. You, uh, you're, you're too stupid to think for yourself. And you hate the truth in trends, so you would never subscribe to our magazine. I mean, this is how low America's gone. And again, I'm so sad to see how few people are standing up and fighting. We have to unite, Judge, because if we don't, again, they're sending more weapons and more money to Ukraine to keep bloodying the killing fields. And the more drone strikes they get into Russia, the more times they hit Moscow, the harder... Russia's going to push back at Ukraine. You're right. And the Victoria Newland and Tony Blinken and Lloyd Austin, and to the extent that he thinks the president, uh, still uh, believe they can use Ukraine as a battering ram to drive Putin from office. Yep. That's Putin it. is stronger and more embraced by the Russian people today than he was two years ago. Well, thank you, Judge, as always. Thank you for all that you do, the man that you are, the belief that you have in the God above and how we have to change the world to bring life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness back in. By the way, the word happiness, the thing in our Declaration of Independence, you're not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> no happiness allowed. <laughs> thank you, Gerald. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, man.